I had driven us to the party, so we had a car. <laughs> she comes up to me, the Aussie chick. She's been like pretty annoying the whole time, but she's changed her tone and she goes like in a little flirty voice. She's like, would you guys be able to drop us off? And then Miss Love's like, no, no, get out. And then he looks at me as soon as she walks away. <laughs> she's not enough and she's Aussie. <laughs> Geordie's podcast. Hello. We've been missing you. I've been missing you. Yeah, he's uh, back. Last week, I was behind the camera doing all the flicking and whatnot, but I'm happy to be in front of the camera. For the How are we doing, boys? So good. Well, good so to have good. you back, Ali. I really didn't much. like looking over there and seeing more musos than usual on that couch. <laughs> Needed to be balanced out yet again with a bookish Pakistan. Too many chill vibes yeah. emanating from the said area. It was too city. chill. It was yeah. so chill. The vibes were too on. Too if on. If you've done though. cocaine with elbow, you can't be on this pod. Yeah. yeah. Too only, intimate. Yeah, you yeah. have to only be ignored by Albo. to by be the way, Yes. <laughs> Albo has an uncalled. Telling, yes, of course he has. Stories that prop up the Labor Party. This isn't the podcast. No. Well, we need some of those stories because let's start with the first segment, dude. Labor is down in polls. Uh, is Albo's pop, popularity is dwindling as we speak. They're calling him. I don't know what you think about this, but the news media is now the conservative news media is calling him a beta male. <laughs> as well as weak. Jesus. That's, in fact, that's what the new polls audience has also. Implied. What, dude? Like the people that have like submitted these. Polls. Sky is a lot to answer for. What? what what's? What are we thinking? What's happening here? I don't like okay. it. Let me ask you a question, Ali. <clears throat> what do you think? I think I've uh, got no ideas. Yeah, I'm I mean, fresh out of idea. You're crusty. You're crusty. It, I think this is like this is how you can like sort of. Shit. If you're asking me my opinion, this is legitimately the most important thing, which is bringing his popularity down. It's unfortunately not even in his hands. Australian public, in a cost of living crisis, has been used to government spending and handouts. That's what ticks their boxes. And I don't mean like income tested. I mean like even the rich want it. Even if it's like $200 a financial year, it somehow makes them okay. The problem that Albo is facing, he'd love to do it, but because of this inflation crisis we're stuck in, that is literally one of the things that he cannot do. Yeah. And so now right. you're <laughs> screwed. <laughs> Come on. Tell me, tell me if that isn't one of the biggest issues. That is absolutely, look, you're absolutely right. Once the cost of living crisis alleviates, which I think is going to be about halfway through next year, um, Jesus, I really hate it when political podcasts just go like, I predict yeah, 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 yeah. that there will be an economic downturn <laughs> it's and the euro will collapse within two months. Mark my words. <laughs> That's my yeah. luck of the week. <laughs> yeah. When you're wrong 51% of the time, you're right 49% of the, of the time. time. This was the 1% that makes it the 51. <laughs> but the, uh, uh, yes, that is dead on. You know what else though? A little bird told me that they've been doing some internal focus test groups asking the Australian public, what do you think about Anthony Albanese? And the response is, who? The Prime Minister. Don't we have a president? Oh, no. oh God. I don't know. He's probably a dickhead. 
They don't know you who know, he is. They don't, this is the Australian public now. Oh, yeah. This is such a... I think Logan Paul's the president of this yeah. country. And let's be honest, he'd be doing a very good job on inflation, wouldn't he? Selling handout marketing gimmicks to the public. <laughs> yeah, selling. I became the prime minister. The selling irony. Drinks that actually are disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> no, dude, it's so you know gross. what's you know what's ironic? Mr. Beast would be a better prime minister. He just he all he does is stimulus, economic <laughs> stimulus. <Yeah. laughs> the first, the first prime minister to uh, overtly inject dopamine in your skull. Yeah. One by one. No, the and second. revolutionise the sloth business industry of this country to kind of finally get us on the map with some internationally recognised products such as Mr. Beast peanut butter cups. <sighs> um, well, that's... <laughs> Water bottles, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the, the polling came back. It's so interesting because I was expecting that it was going to be, okay, Sky News is hammering them, the press is hammering them. Yes, that is a factor as always. You know, it's an even bigger factor. No one pays attention to the news at all. Yeah. So there is no way possible to get your message out to the public anymore because they're not oh, listening. Shit. Because there isn't someone playing with Play-Doh in the corner <laughs> while he is talking. <laughs> hey, what are you talking about? Sometimes people do this weird stuff with their hands in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Are you saying? Yeah, but all I'm saying is you got to vary it up them, chat. <laughs> what are you saying? You need to crash tackle a couple of kids to get back into the algorithm? Yeah, dude. Wait a sec. If there's no one watching the news, is that necessarily a bad thing? Isn't it just not? Isn't it not good or bad? Isn't it just indifferent? Yeah. Is that, isn't that not that bad? I think that this is why we're seeing this, you know, Apathy. unprecedented rise in independence. It's because uh, everybody just goes into their little channel and they're like, yeah, yeah this independent looks like me the most. <laughs> that one has the good ideas. <laughs> I vote for independence because I'm an independent yes, thinker. That's right. And I put in all these independents who are dunderheads like Jackie Lambie and David Pocock who just wait for any lobbyist to knock on their door and they're like, yeah, yeah, that's my policy, the one that came in first. <laughs> I'm an independent thinker. <laughs> so this is bad. This is the reality that we're facing. It's just going to go back to ancient Athens that everyone always seems to, I don't know, hark back for the days of your, I wish that there just wasn't any parties anymore and there was just a bunch of free thinkers making up their own minds. Oh, so basically what America is. No, they have Democrats and Republicans. Yeah, but they just vote however the fuck they want because there's no party discipline. Mm, right. And so you just get all of these things like... I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was there was one thing that like the, the entire Western world in the 70s was like, yeah, yeah, of course you should have that. And the Americans are still putting that in the too hard basket to this day. There is all these backlog yeah. of things they can't get. Build a train. Free-thinking independence. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. What, well, we're doomed, I guess. Okay, so... Besides, like, Albanese not being in the algorithm, don't you think there's, like, a wave against Labour now? Queensland's kind of Do you think of it was the vote? Do you think it yeah, was the yeah, vote? so this is the whole thing. It's just, like, there is the natural negative wave against the Labour Party that they have had 100 years of dealing with. Like... They, that there's that that exists, and that just becomes not so much the talking points anymore, but the vibe. That is just the general vibe that sort of seeps into the population now. But the population has become so stupid, so illiterate. You know, when I was up at a wedding for my cousins, we <coughs> looked at this, like, you know, the, the little get best wishes where, booklet. Where, yeah, yeah. 
we were looking through it and every boomer has this writing that looks like some World War One soldier riding back to their love mm-hmm. in Australia. Like this, like, cursive Julie. Yeah. Words cannot express my gratitude for you in my life. All this stuff, right? And then you come to our generation, it's like, D. <laughs> oh, where's the backspace? <laughs> Shit. Um, written out, all written uh, out. Have you seen that video on TikTok of a cat getting chased by a cucumber? Anyway, I hope your wedding turns out well. Like, <laughs> P.S. What's your favorite Tarantino movie? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> what's your favorite Mine's, Tarantino? Um, the one with the chicks in it. <laughs> Kill Bill. And why is it the Kill, Kill Bill, Bill too? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't watch the first one. <laughs> Thanks for getting married and giving me booze. <laughs> <laughs> Which like tie tie it in together. I was like shit writing and uh, not being able to form complex uh, thoughts. thoughts. Uh, like, why does that mean Alba wants to go? It's all related, bro. We're all stupid. We're like we're such a dumb generation. No, no, no. It's not our. I don't buy this. It's not our fucking generation. It's Gen Z that are like that. Yeah, it's us too. No, it's not. Look at our handwriting. It's It's childish. Six. We got our pen license, and we thought, "Yep, that's the pinnacle of writing." (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I mean, it's true, but you know what else as well? But I try my best. I try my best with those little notes. Our generation was never told to focus on your writing. Yes, our parents' generation was constantly told that if your writing isn't like, you know, good looking, you're screwed. You're never gonna get like. It's not even good looking. You know what else it is? The reason that people used to running right is because it was just quicker. So they no. started getting yeah. that slant. Yes, like, yes. You're gonna run it. Well, and like quicker. we look at it now, and we're just like, this is fucking Shakespeare. This no, do you run in right? Related to the gas. Wait a sec. Do you run in right? That was a byproduct of the reason why people right. write fast and in like cursive is because they were literally saving on ink back in the day. Dang, that's sick. Wait, so it uses more inks, dude. No, it's like when you like keep going because they used to oh, dip the fucking yeah, end true. into like an ink pot. Wait a sec, so wait a sec. Like get the most out of most juice out of it. Can you do you running right or do you not? Do you print? I don't write, okay. and I'm a professional writer. If I asked you to write a <laughs> sentence now, would it be running writing or printed? Yeah, it would be that like you have terrible B, writing. Yeah, oh, you have wait, terrible. That's a B. Yours oh. is terrible. Is yours good? No, mine. Mine looks a bit like Arabic, but it's not bad. It's not bad. Like that's what I'm saying. It's not bad for our generation. But here's but the thing: for boomers, it's terrible. For boomers, it's terrible. But here's the Have thing: Have you also heard this theory that people whose writing is bad are actually more intelligent because they're writing too fast? That's all of us. Yeah, here. that's, that's <laughs> us. That's all it? of us yeah. here. Well, thank. But thank I, you that this is a generation of Stephen Hawking. But I try. <laughs> all I'm gonna, dude. All I'm gonna say is I try to write something. Got passive income ideas that we've come up with. I try to write something. Cute and meaningful, and those little wedding books. Oh, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. What does that got to do with anything? I'm saying he's like saying he's not part of the problem. Yeah, I'm not solution. part of the problem. I'm part of the solution. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're a genius, is what I'm not saying. saying. I'm a genius. I'm saying <laughs> no. That's what you're saying. I, I can turn a phrase, but our whole generation. It's true though. Yeah. But our whole generation, you're saying on average, shit for that. Just shit in general, and I think that that is one very clear indicator right. of the fact that our generation doesn't think very well yeah. and doesn't try to and has just been like, lazy. Uh, the computer does yeah. everything. Hey, but I'll then play, what about Gen Z? I'll play devil's advocate. Right. You seem like a boomer right now. Like The reason why we 
the politics isn't what I want it to be. Nah, because he's, everyone's stupid. Nah, but he's right, dude. We're he's stupid right. too. Also, We're I stupid too. We're stupid. Man, you know what's really weird? Like, you go back a couple of generations and everyone would at least know the what capital. the Labour Party stands for. They might be propagandized against it, <clears> but people <throat> genuinely think that the Labour Party now is kind of just this party of obsequious Commies. interchangeable suits that can be changed with the Liberals and they've got no different ethos or background or they, they don't even understand the tradition of a Labour movement. They don't know what that is. They've got no yeah. branding really, at really all. Really, that's true. I was reading somewhere that our parents' <laughs> generation, when they uh, finished high school after year 12, the lowest common denominator was uh, writing and reading skills was equivalent to a year eight or year nine student, which is actually not that bad. Today, the lowest common denominator is actually illiterate once they graduate high school. Fuck me. There you go. And we're supposed to run a democracy with this? Think He's about right, it. dude. Think about it. He's actually right. That's what I'm saying. I honestly think right. that like, the massive thing that Anthony Albanese is running against now is Idiocracy. the fact that there is a algorithm that just has a bunch of Arnie Shelley sitting there going, cost of living, I went into Coles today and bloody, wouldn't you know, grids up 26. <laughs> Can you believe that? It's unbelievable. <laughs> that's that's people's politics now. All right, let's talk and about... And let's be honest, I'm no better. Let's talk about... <laughs> and even when I was saying that then, I was like, go on, explain this cost of living crisis to me. You're less boring than Anthony Albanese. Okay, okay, I've got, I've got a couple of more things about Theory this. Theory in real time. Let's leave aside cost of living, because oh let's be real, that's not something that Albo made, and it's not something that he himself can fix. No, but let's say this. You ask the general public, and this is where the propaganda model does kick in. You ask Prop the general model. public, what do you want? Cost of living. Uh, do something about inflation. Anthony Albanese increases your wages more than any government since the last Labor government. Wow, who'd have guessed that a workers' party looks out for workers, hey? Isn't that a strange coincidence? I'm learning, I'm learning. There we see, this is the whole Labor <laughs> movement thing, this like. And... Um, then does something about inflation. In fact, their inflation reduction policy is working above all expectations, even their own. It has reduced inflation by almost a point within a month. Uh, they are currently fighting to increase your wages even further. In fact, if they were to get past their bills, your wages would probably start beating inflation within the next few months. Hell yeah. And yet you ask the public what they think about Anthony Albanese and their response is he's not doing anything about cost of living. He's not doing anything about inflation. These independents, they're the ones that are fighting for me. Yeah, mm. the ones that are blocking <clears throat> you getting $130 billion in wage theft right now, they're the ones that are looking out for you. Damn, okay. preach, dude. Preach, hell yeah. Wait, preach about something else. So let's tell you, um, again, I'm going to play devil's advocate. So think of me... As like an LNP guy now, this is what yeah, I. Yeah, no, it's just so. Your let's true talk about like, showing, <laughs> let's talk about competence. <laughs> There's a lot of talk in amongst the conservatives that Labor is has been incompetent, and case in point is the um, the indefinite um, uh, asylum seekers that are about to be released in public. One of them is like a, a known uh, pedophile. There's what? people that have like committed some 
pretty serious crimes and they're coming out into the public. So for those of you who might not know exactly what's happened is, there's a bunch of people that came to Australia uh, up until 2013 and they claimed asylum and then we were processing their asylum for this entire time. Um, some of these people are genuine uh, refugees in the sense that they cannot be sent back to the countries that they are that they've come from because there's active persecution against them. Uh, the, yeah. the the example that went to the high court, which has caused all of this, was a Rohingya. I think it was a Rohingya guy from Myanmar, who is the pedophile in this case, who has claimed that who Jesus. has known to have uh, you know like we don't want to get into the details but so there's like about 80, 80 to 90 Trump people right. they are not sending their best <laughs> no but like most of them have been processed either they've been sent back or they've been given refugee so this is like out of like however many people that had come in that period there's about 80 90 who are criminals but some um, i assume are pet no some, some of them these are not the ones that are the good people but the problem is that high court has ruled essentially saying that you cannot keep some person who is claiming asylum, who cannot be sent back to their country or cannot be deported to any other country in the foreseeable future, indefinitely incarcerated. So this is, and so like they need to be released. Either there needs to be a foreseeable path for them to be uh, deported to some other country. If not, then they can't just be in uh, the immigration facility indefinitely. That's illegal now. So as a result, we've got about these 80 to 90 maybe even close to 100 people, some of them who are like actually very bad people have to be, have to come into society and we don't know exactly what to do with them. Labor is coming up with, uh, 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 with enacting some new legislation that will allow them maybe to keep some of them incarcerated, some of them not. And this has been a constant issue between the opposition headed by Peter Dutton and, and uh, Albo where Peter Dutton is really grilling him hard as to why you didn't have a plan B if you knew that the high court was going to be ruling over this, uh, why didn't you already make a plan of how this will be dealt with as opposed to like now doing this in a hurry? Uh, Albo says, this isn't a problem of my making. This These people have been like, uh, have been in, in the detention facility for so long. This isn't just like, you can't just pin it on one person. And so like, what, what do you think about like these uh, competence issues <laughs> that they're raising? <laughs> By the way, uh, I just said this, I know Albo's solution to this is essentially because he's afraid that Peter Dutton and uh, the Liberals are not going to let him enact any legislation because they're going to be arguing it's not tough enough. And uh, Labour's position is, we don't want these people to be released. Like, this is a problem that a high court has thrown at us. We'd rather they be incarcerated. So we're just going to follow whatever the so whatever the uh, the laws that the coalition is comfortable with and had enacted when they were in government, we're just going to work around that. Mm. And Peter Dutton is saying, well, we'll see about that. Let's see what you bring up. Mm. So but what I'm essentially saying is like, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of like, Carl Stefanovic is pretty angry at the Labour government for this because he doesn't want criminals in our society. Oh, geez, you'd have guessed, huh? Carl. Yeah, the, the face of Channel 9 doesn't approve of <laughs> Labour. Uh, look. I don't know anything about it because this is just the vague periphery of things. But really, like, if if this is your big sin against a government that is reducing inflation and keeping, like, fighting the cost of living crisis, when just a couple of weeks ago the whole narrative was they're not doing anything about it, and now they're just going to, you're letting in a hundred dangerous criminals, when I can guarantee you, if you looked into that further, 
it wouldn't be anything close to what the media is spinning on the issue. Yeah, and I, I, this is their "you can't manage the country" thing. That there is this one legal quandary that is complicated. Yeah, <laughs> and this is their big attack. Mm. I actually like, ge- you know. genuinely do agree with that. Out of even these hundred people, a lot of them like have uh, the the one that is like you know the the child molester guy. Like obviously he's. Someone that is genuinely uh, a a cause of concern. Turned left to field there, didn't he? But there's about a hundred of them. What did you say? (laughs) A legend. (laughs) That's why we are on this podcast, because we all have differing views on this. (laughs) No, this no one has differing views on this. Anyways, I actually... It's time for Australia's vigilantes to get some work done. That's what I say. It's a bit of a legal... Take matters into your own hands, eh? I do agree with you without being playing devil's advocate no, because it is a legal I don't quagmire. Agree with me because I just realized I'm on Twitch and you cannot say that. <laughs> so no, you so can't. Oh, shit. And obviously you... <laughs> just a little satire for you. Sco- uh, hey, you know what I'm talking about? Writing before and being bloody uh, educated. Dictionary, look up satire. Yeah, don't take matters into your own hands. Just do but, a public apology know, right happens, now. You know. Yeah, look up the word satire and the word dingus while you're at it. And yeah. dingo too. Yeah, dingo too. Yeah, yeah look up dingo. Expand your vocabulary. I bet dingus isn't in there. It's not a real word. It doesn't seem like something to be in the Oxford Dictionary. You win it? this round. Dictionary? No, the audience. <laughs> All right. I don't think yes. a dictionary the is... silent a, audience that has said nothing really I like, d- took a number on I don't you. think a, a dictionary, a book is a sentient being. It's not from Goosebumps. Oh, well, I guess I learned something. <laughs> We're all learning. Okay, should we should we change segments? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. We'll do. We'll, we'll revisit. Though, like honestly, we'll revisit do you the immigration really think that one. That's something that's going to be hitting Australia as hard as. No, I think it's that's not. A big it's not. But up. it is, and it is genuinely illegal. Like no, we couldn't have predicted how the high court is going to like interpret this entire thing. This is a policy that's been like in practice for like over a decade. So it's it's one of those things. Like whatever government was in power will ha- will would have had to deal with it. And honestly, neither party wants, you know, child molesters in public. So both are working towards finding a solution. And I don't really... Just insane, say isn't it? Like, <laughs> you, you really know you're scraping the bottom of the barrel if the entire conversation just turns to who's pro-pedophile. <laughs> like, guys, can we just... Can we just agree that probably mainstream parties are not pro-pedophiles? No. Nah. You know? Okay, let's. That seems to be more. Actually, of a what about thing. what about how about how about the fact that Peter Dutton? No, don't. No, Peter. The, the, yeah, the pedophile protector thing. Yeah. Also, see, this is the incredible double thing. standards. There's this great clip that's. Dude, by the way, he's circular. suing anyone that's saying that. So just keep. Wait a sec. On. Wait a sec. Oh well. Again, satire. Look up the word in the dictionary. No, it's just. It's so ob- like. No, I'm not even saying he is. I'm just saying like it's all just a stupid word game, isn't it? Because oh. he has used. He's accused Anastasia Palaszczuk of being a pedophile protector. Words of mouth. Him to say it being like pretty disgusting, to be honest. And then you fast forward a few years, and then his response is, "I deserve an apology." You can't say this <sighs> This is gutter Double politics. standards. It's incredible, Double isn't it? Standards. It's just, it's, it's, these people are such scumbags. It's so hard to just paint into people's minds, like no, you, you, like your concept of there being a party that will do anything and say anything to get into power. That's half right. It's so hard to just say, just look, look, look at these people's records because people always just because the whole thing is, this is something that um. Uh, 
Bill Maher pointed out about the Republicans. Every time you ever say anything horrendous about the Republicans, the Republicans just change the narrative to something else so that like everyone gets confused about what they're supposed to be mad about that week. Yeah. And so everything just turns into this like, well, I guess that was a draw this week. All right, let's go into the next one. Oh, no, we've done the same thing. Another draw. How do you guess? It's mm. a quandary. You don't it's love the flag, but we're talking about tax hikes. Are you denying that you don't love the flag? Yeah, no, I like the be flag. Awfully silent on the flag. <laughs> well, all I wanted to mention was the flag. What they were we all, talking about again? The same thing, right? It's like they all have that little fucking American flag pin on it, but they still, you know. Yeah. All right, let's switch gears. I've got another segment it's that I, deflating. I actually wanted to talk about. Miss and Jordan, but Jordan more so. The interest mm. rates keep rising. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Why the hell? That stipulation. Why the hell? I think we should throw this one over. Yeah, me. Why the hell does property price keep going up? Maybe I should uh, put this one over to Jordan. <laughs> no, tell us. Okay, fine. Ask me the question again. He'll, he'll know. I'll, I'll guess it. We'll vibe it out. Conventional we'll, economic, conventional yeah, yeah, economic okay, theory. Yeah, yeah. So ask me again. When interest rates or the cost of borrowing money goes up, yeah. the house prices go down because yeah. there's less supply at the price that is rising yes and so it brings it down yes we're living in an era where the interest rates keep going up but so do the properties the properties have bounced back to it's like you know covid are you asking height. are you so asking are you asking why interest rates going up or prices property prices property prices negative gearing no but like negative gearing Bad. existing even before that yeah but that's why negative gearing so what is this? So interest rate has like right. no bearing on property prices anymore? No. Nah. The dream of owning a house, particularly a house in... Dude, the median house in Sydney is $1.5 million. Jesus. $1.5 million to own a fucking shitbox in yeah. the suburbs of Sydney. Fuck. Like, what is happening? How negative, do we... It is that, though. It's negative it, gearing. It's like if... It's a monopoly. Monopoly of? Of houses. People... A small concentration own everything. Yeah, but, like, why does it keep going up? Like, at some point when, like... Okay, so I understand. Let's say there's 1% of the population that owns 40% of the property. Yeah. Not, these numbers aren't correct, but let's just yeah, no, I think they should put on. for a second they are, right? And then there's, like, the rest of the 99% of the population owns 60% of the properties. When the property prices keep going up and interest rates keep go, keeps going up, I understand it doesn't affect the 1%, but it should technically affect the fucking 99%. percent mm but they're not they're they're still buying shit mm. like it seems like we're living in a cost of living crisis interest rates are going up uh wages even if they have gone up have not nearly like you know caught Matched. pace with inflation as well why is the fucking property still this weird fucking bitcoin that just never goes <laughs> down mm. it's, uh, it's a fair, fair. Like, the property prices <laughs> seem to like be working in like isolation yeah. They're just like they they're working at a level where like th the share market is down, bro. Like why the fuck is property still up? You know what? Maybe it's a thing of yes, this is a cost of living crisis. Yes, people are struggling. They are struggling for developed world standards. And there's still just so much money in the economy that you know, even if you hear all of these people that are lining up for bread basically, that's still probably like 30% of the population and 70% of the population can max out their credit cards and be paying it off so that their grandchildren will still be like, yes, <laughs> it's gone down 1%. <laughs> <laughs> that, 
that could be the case. And you know the <laughs> other the other thing that is, that's helping, like this other one of the things that I was reading up on this is apparently that young kids, sorry, not young kids, like people our age who are trying to get into the property market, young kids, or yeah. like have gone or have <laughs> recently gone into the property market. It seems that without their parents' massive gift loans for their deposits, they wouldn't have been able to afford it either. So what I'm trying to say is like, it's so clear now that the economy is exclusively running for 20% of the population. Mm. And that 20% is helping out their kids that forms another 20%. Yes. And the 60% are just fuck and keep getting worse and worse. Yep. Well, that is the kind of, th that is the future that I think the entire world will be in. Uh, sorry, sorry, let me let me rephrase that. The entire Western world right. will be in where we will probably go back to some sort of feudal esque system Fuck. where there is just a upper class uh. that own everything. Except instead of it being twenty families, it'll be like twenty hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. Don't you reckon 000. that that's the future of Australia, where there will be an upper middle class that will have what used to be a lower middle class working class lifestyle in that they'll have those houses like i was thinking about this the other day uh a youtuber that i know owns a house in a shitbox new development area this is a successful youtuber i know who it is yes but we're, we're not, not going to say, say no, we're not. Unless you sign up to the Uplate podcast. Yeah. All of it. And let's just say. Uh, Queensland? Uh, the bobblehead of him that I'm looking at right now is nodding profusely at that idea. Can you <laughs> confirm or deny that this YouTuber lives in Queensland? No. We can neither confirm nor deny. We can neither. Give me something. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that one. Okay. Now, um, the thing is, oh, that is insane. That if you think about it, that, the, uh, th th that used to be like... Uh, being someone on Neighbours, yeah? It was like a highly prestigious, oh my God, they're the social elite of society and they're living in a house now that brickies and postmen would have lived in in the 80s. <laughs> now, conversely with all of this doom and gloom that I know Zoomers and Gen Y, this is their, uh, you know, intellectual porn of saying, oh my God, life now sucks. We do also have to paint the upside of it, which is, look, if you just take away houses, our lives are mad. Like there are so yeah, many yeah. people making money doing exactly what we're doing right now, which is I am slouched on a couch. Sitting there <laughs> down, it's all fucked, it's all fucked. <laughs> uh, did you see that YouTube video where... Uh, like, come on. Like, Tarantino. It is, it is a bit better than working in a coal mine. Yeah, but like, <laughs> most people aren't doing this. Most people are fucking like... Poor, like lifting boxes at nah, that's not most people. Midnight. That's not most people. All right, maybe not most people, but most people are definitely not slouching on their No, they're not. But, no, also but what I'm saying is the, the, the opportunity for economic mobility, as much as the stats will say that it isn't, I think that your opportunity to make something of yourself in this economy, it look, it what I'm look, it's not the uh, economy mm. that I would have created, <laughs> but I'm saying that the economy that your Milton Friedman types did create, they created exactly what they wanted, didn't they? Did they? Which is that like, you know, uh, 
it, it's it's this weird phase of like it's a it's a certain level of meritocracy where anyone from anywhere does have the chance to make it big. Yes, there is this massive class of investors and all these people that get all of their money and stuff, but the ability from someone from the working class to make it to being, you know, the one of those mansions in the background that Mr. Beast has been like, I gave away this house. Mm. Uh, my mouth is bigger than the house. Mm -hmm. that, that, that does exist. So all I'm saying is... Like, Talking about it, yourself. It's not terrible, but it's not... All doom and gloom. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know? And it's the Tony. Like, you just want to start and it, no, 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 no. this out because it's I don't true, want to get this right. displacent thing of like, yes, this feudal system is coming about, but it is it is very different to say Miss what the Lop, middle age. Answer was. me this question. Shoot. Answer this question. Shoot, sport. Do you think housing is a human right or it's a privilege that can be gained Shit. through enterprise or Look, whatever? I think Damn, the heavy questions. I think it's probably a human right. Do you think Jordan it's a human right? I just don't know what like it's such a it's that is such do an abstract question. <laughs> like what is a okay, human okay, right? Okay, this, this is a question. Do you think that the the poorest person in Australia, a citizen of Australia, the poorest person in Australia, deserves to have a roof over their head? Well, did they make a YouTube channel? <laughs> of course no, like, they like, do. Like, yeah. They do. Yeah, of course yeah, yeah. They do. You, should, you should be able to uh, have access to that. Absolutely. Definitely. The, the question, though, is always when it comes to these things is like it's, it's a lot easier said than done. And we're not even talking about the economics behind it as well. Like th there's a lot that goes into those kinds of things. But it's like, you know so what? It's, like, it's, a, it's a hard thing to say. Everyone, I agree. Mm. People who are just mentally insane yeah, yeah. can't get can't their shit together at no, all. No, no, it's like, no, yeah, it's they should have a house. Some people want to live in the street. Practically having some, it. Some people want like to live in the street. <laughs> I agree that it's he easy. likes it there, and I'm not even joking. He does. I agree that he it's finds a house a burden. I agree that it's easier said than done, <laughs> and I also understand that if you were made the prime minister tomorrow, you probably couldn't do much to fix it either. Having said that, the reason why it's incredibly hard and it would be impossible for you to even do it now, is because the economy is held hostage by that 20%. Yes. It's only working in their favor. And yes. the reason why it's hard is yeah. because if you go against that 20%, you're fucking losing your job. So you're not going to be able to do anything. Why? Yes. What do you mean? What do you mean you're losing your job? Well, because they, they're the ones that run the job. They're the ones that have uh, elected him. Yeah. They're the ones that have supported <clears throat> him. So whatever it might be, I'm just saying that like, there's a systematic issue over here. And like, we can keep passing the buck on that like, you know, uh, it's it's not that easy. And we can give examples of Bill Shorten who was like the martyr in this cause. But at the end of the day, we should still keep advocating to like, you know, break Agreed. the shackles. Totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah, it we is can, we can We can advocate it all we like, but I'm just saying that it's, I don't know. I am getting very doomer about this point. I do genuinely think we're screaming into the wind. Mm. I don't think that it helps. I think that it's kind of more, the more interesting question now is kind of like, what is the map of the world? And what can you do in that yeah. map? Because think about this, Ali. This is crazy. I, I just had this thought in the bath <laughs> uh, because Rick and Morty stopped and my brain was just like, oh no, there's no stimulation anymore. And so I, 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 I had a thought, right? Damn it. Um, and it was confronting, which is that, it was better before. Isn't it strange <laughs> that we are now in a world where billionaires have such an abstract level of money, as in 
billionaires used to have money that was tied to things, tangible things. Now it's kind of just, you know, like, uh, I don't know. I thought of a way that makes it easier for your credit card to go. Yeah. So like now I've got more money than Rockefeller did mm. or like uh, Henry Ford that revolutionized the automotive industry. Like yeah. you probably should be rich for that. Yeah. At the very least. For sure. That, right? 100%. Uh, but now it's kind of just weird things and you become un way richer than he ever was. And so now they have this weird amount of money where, and I'm not one of these people that's constantly dumping on Elon Musk because I do think that he has done at least something. Like he has made green car technology and then everyone goes, it wasn't him, it was the workers and shit like that. And it's like, dude, you just don't understand. Like, yes, I get the whole, the, the, the economy is through production and all this kind of stuff, but there's still... It is undeniable in the economy that, like, when you have a captain of industry kind of just, like, forging what that industry looks like, it would look very different if there was another captain of industry at the helm of that. It is not just this entire thing of, like, there is just this automated industry that happens and then just pfft, randomly someone just props up and does. Like, you still make decisions when you are in that position of power, right? So it's not even a knock against any particular billionaire whatsoever. However, saying all that, I will use Elon Musk as this example, <laughs> which is, is it incredible that someone could buy one of the major modes of communication, i.e. Twitter, change it to X just because whatever, Cause <laughs> like, just because he felt like yeah, it. It's like weird. it's a toy to him. Yeah. It's a toy. Like it's not even an investment. It's a toy just for him to tinker around with. And if yeah. he loses it, his material outcome doesn't change at all. Yeah. That, that, is, that is that is that is like when, when you are in that realm, billion. and it's not yeah. even him that's to blame for it or anyone really. This is where I will be like, it's the system. But this is what I'm saying. It's like I think that the system now is so dominant that what else is it going to produce other than that twenty you know, percent you know of like a ruling? Elite? You know what I think? Mm. I think this whole housing Shit. issue. It's not going to sound pretty to people watching, but I honestly think it's headed towards that extreme renter society where all the houses would be owned by fucking one to 2% of the population that are just renting out the entire fucking all of them. <coughs> and most of the population <coughs> is going to be renting it. Yes. Yeah. I would change that back to the 20% though, instead of the 2%. I think, I that's think that the futuristic, like a hundred years from now, the 20% is also going to lose it. They're going to be, bought out by the 1%. Maybe. And the 20%, I'm not saying, by the way, that everyone's going to be, like, homeless. Everyone's going to have a house. It'll just be a different form. We won't have those, like, this is my fucking block of land anymore. Yes. Which mm. gets to my point, which is more the idea that maybe we should be thinking of ways to generate wealth that are like, it's just like, it's the, the ways to generate wealth now, are, it's easier to come up with these ideas and implement them because of the internet. But it's not gonna be that forward path that boom has had. Like that's just dead and gone. And let's just be honest about it. It's not coming back. It's mm. the same thing as just saying like, we should get rid of trade deals. It's like, <laughs> go for it. Right, right. <laughs> do, go do that. Let's yeah, see what happens. Yeah. You it's just like, not going to. You do yeah. like this one thing, I think it's going to completely change the entire fucking uh, system. You try, right now, the incentive for anyone in their like late 20s, early 30s, 40s to get rich is to like buy as much property as possible, right? If you somehow incentivize them, instead of buying property in this dead fucking asset that does nothing for anyone, you have to like put your money into businesses 
that produce value. Mm, if yes, we can like switch yes, this incentivization yes, yes. to the point where like as as a young per- like as a somewhat young person, I shouldn't be thinking of fuck. Mm. I need to buy a property. I should be thinking of fuck. I need to start a business that can raise some kind of value where I can sell the goods. That's what and that's how about. I get rich. Exactly. And then I can use that money to buy a house for me to live in, maybe a mansion if I'm like rich. Yeah. But like, or you could just ride that off entirely and rent. Yeah, you. it is mm. irrelevant because you've got money anyways. It doesn't even matter if you own property at that point. Yes. But like we need to, we need to like go back to fucking reindustrializing Australia. Somehow. That's one thing Absolutely. that America has over Australia. I mean, what you're saying is a capitalist idea and America's, you know, housing in America in like the big cities is obviously completely blown out and expensive, but like you can still buy a house, a good house in most of America for like 200K. Mm. So like they have that there. That's one thing they do have on us. For some, some, some yes. for, for some reason here, housing became like the a commodity. The yes. You, like I think that the incentives are too deeply ingrained and no one wants to get rid of them. So I don't see a path forward for it. It would be good if that happened. But here's the other thing as well, Ali. It's like what I was saying before. It's like there is a certain class of person now that has so much money that they literally do not know what to do. <laughs> and so they are sitting there and being like, yeah, I do invest in heaps of businesses. That's oh, a section of my portfolio. I, would do Dude, my, my, I was like talking to my father-in-law about this and he was saying like, you know, like every boomer says, you've got to get on the property bandwagon. You've got to get some properties. And I was like, I'm trying to keep some money to like invest into my own business. 40 years ago, someone hearing that. And if they have some belief that your business might work would be like, that's a really good idea. That way you don't buy one house, you'll buy 10 if your business does well. But like, you know, traditional boomers answer that is you're stupid. Don't do that. Just buy property. Mm. Don't like add value to mm. society. Mm. Don't try to build something. Yeah. Buy a fucking property. Mm. I mean, my dad says it too. Like my dad says the same thing. My dad's just like, you need to get a property. They were white. trained into thinking that. Yeah. And so that's, I think that that's honestly the way forward, Ali, is just if the, the best thing that you can possibly do is to try and train people into this thought of like, just don't like, this is not a reality for you. This is, this is sort of like, I don't know. Just think of it like, uh, going on the like moon, starting a record business or something. Record like it's, label. it's just, it's, it's, the it's, it's not going to happen. You, it's not yeah. going to happen. Right. Like you need a new <clears throat> way of thinking about things, which is that. Is there- and also on top of that, don't you think it is just as you were hinting then, it's just better for society if people just, especially like uh, well-minded people, come up with businesses that serve the community somehow. Yeah. Well, and also like Jordan, you make fun of like us and yourself, like just lying on that couch, but like you're doing a lot more by lying on that couch than any random fucking crypto guy is by buying houses. You've got like, First of all, we're in a studio. This is a workplace. We pay electricity. We pay rent on this. We actually add value. You've hired, I don't know how, how many staff is like 10 people, whatever it might be. These people are living or like have wages because of some value that we're creating. It might be entertainment. It's not tangible, but it is still so much better than someone buying a fucking house. Mm. And we live in a society where you're the dumb person who's slouching on the couch and someone that's buying <laughs> fucking new developments yeah. is a smart person. It's, it's like, true. what are you doing? One that's person so is like way better for society than the other one. And I'm not even talking about your advocacy for, you know, like workers' rights and shit. That has its own tangible value that we're not even taking into account. That's a good point. 
people would people in Australia, <clears throat> if you say I have a podcast that employs people and we try to educate people on political matters and and all that kind of stuff, and then there was another person that's like I own two properties on a mortgage and I have some bullshit job, they'd be like. The mortgage one is the the winner. The other one's a loser. Mm. That's what would seriously. And don't you think that you do see a lot of normies just uh, buying a property investment and then just mortgaging themselves up to the eyeballs yeah. to keep it? And that yeah. whole time, I always think of something like Ali, where it's like, dude, just start an energy drink business with the same yeah. amount of money. I mean, it's riskier than a like. It's riskier it than housing, question, though. Is it? Yeah, it is. But that's not the point. You should still do it. If everyone did it, I still agree that it has to be a shift in it's like houses aren't monopoly houses. But like, yeah, business is riskier. Yeah. yeah no, but that's true. I'm not saying but it's... No, but also... But there has to be risk. No. That's the point. It has to be risk. My problem isn't that it's risky. I think like in order to like keep... To, you can't like prop up businesses if they're failing. You want bad businesses to go under and you want good businesses to do well. I don't think the risk is the problem. The problem is that the repercussions of those risks going bad are extremely bad in Australia. Where like, if you go bankrupt, I think, um, don't quote me on this, but I think you can't do any business for like four or five years. Yeah, yeah. I think so. So like, what kind of a fucking mm. incentive is that for someone? Failing is part of business. Yeah, like, exactly. Like you can't ever Also, you're fucking penalized in this country for starting a small business. The amount of red tape. It is, ins <laughs> it is insane. Yeah, I'm sorry, but it's actually true. It is, it is fucking hard. Yeah. They make it fucked. It's just like, you need like a 15K like, like account just for like, you'll just spend 10 on 10K on nothing. Just being like, yeah, hey, use tax and use tax and use tax. See, this is the whole thing. I always think when somebody does those points and say like, oh, your business isn't making so much money, it's unbelievable. And then you ask them, what's your business? And it's like, I run a post office. Yeah, that's not yeah. a great business. It's not a great business. The mode of communication that was all the rage in the Victorian <laughs> yeah, era. that's a bad example. Yeah, it's not a good I think there's just a lot of people... <laughs> If don't they have do good start business a business, ideas. they don't start a business with the thought in mind of like what do people actually need and want. Mm. They kind of just start a business and just assume that people will just give them money. Nah, yeah, dude, restaurants true. have a lot. But of like, here's the too, thing: so. like, I but bet that's you another that, thing. Like, one dude, person, like, restaurants are very oversaturated. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's restaurants true, that's are true, extremely that's oversaturated that's a good point. as well. But I'm just saying, like, it's okay to buy a post office and realize fuck, this was not the right decision. And you shouldn't because be Because your like, next decision will actually be better because you've learned yeah, from that experience. exactly. So you want to incentivize people to move on from their failure and keep trying. Mm. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yeah. And like, That's it, another societal problem at large. It's like, ooh, you're a failure. You failed. You can't fail. And it's like, we should be encouraging failure. God damn it. How else do you do anything in life unless you fail? It's true. You that. gotta fail and keep failing and keep failing, and then like eventually you get to do something good. But no one wants to see that. No one wants to see the failures. You just want to see the nice result, don't you? You're all pathetic. Not our audience specifically, just <laughs> the society at large. Yeah, we have some money for the upload page. No, but honestly, it is annoying. It is. It's it's, it's annoying. Nice. It's discourage. People get discouraged when they fail, and it's like, and I think I definitely do too, but. You have to teach yourself that it's like, nah, nah, man, that ain't it. Just keep failing. Who cares? You have to do it. 
Right. Got it right. Keeping of uh, uh, talking about like finding good ways to you know excel in life. You did something extraordinarily impressive. You went to a Limbiscuit concert recently. Extraordinarily <laughs> impressive. See, and that's why you should work hard your entire yeah. life. Get free tickets to a show. Yeah. You get free tickets. You could have paid for and not worked. That Tell hard. us about your experience. <laughs> How was it? Damn, I've got clips. Do you want to, is it too late to get a clip up? I'll put it up for the Patreon. Patreon, yeah. Patreon, Patreon. But like, tell us, what what do you th- what was this concert like? Yeah. Oh. Man, so many neckbeards with a red hat backwards. That's all I remember <laughs> is just walking in there and thinking. <sighs> Limp Biscuit was sad when it was popular. Yeah. Let alone now. And you see all these guys in their mid-30s rocking out to, um, you know, all of uh, the hits. Chocolate Starfish's hits. Okay, if you and watch, like, all Limp Biscuit uh, live videos from their concerts from, like, early 2000s or whatever, it's just a bunch of naked women in the audience. Oh. Do, you, do you know what They're, I'm talking listen, about? Listen, yeah, I do. There was women in the audience and I was women. glad they kept their women. clothes they They were also in their mid-30s. There, there was some hot women there. Was there? Well, yeah. Were they topless? Nah, but they were scant, scantily dressed. Were they throwing their panties at first? Yeah. yeah. He actually got panties on stage, yeah. Still got it. He still got it. Still got it. Yeah. He literally he trying he to mic. do everything that he can't. He, he dressed like a friendly Geordie's character. I <laughs> <laughs> did. Wore a cheap wig he and did. for whatever reason was just like, "Hey, I'm out of prison," and everyone was going, "Yeah!" Just going along with this joke that made no sense at all. Yeah. And then he put on my favorite song, which is Gold Cobra, and I was the only one in the audience rocking out and you can tell <laughs> i told him that would happen through. i told him that would happen did you yeah <laughs> you've, you've chosen their worst song i think yeah you, you said it yeah, and i ironically like it and so does fred durst and that's it that's it remember you said will they play golden chrome like yes and no one's gonna be into it yeah and they weren't and people you, were uh, leaving people were leaving <laughs> yeah they're leaving they couldn't even wait one song no they were like this is a drink break song oh you know but it was fun through bro. it he was just going like, yo, the energy's getting low down here. Let me know if you're still having fun. And like 20 people out of 4,000 put their hands. Everyone was tired. We're in our, oh we're in our mid-30s. Everyone's like, oh, my back hurts, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know what was funny? Same day, there was a Post Malone concert as well in Sydney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there would be a lot more hot women. Yeah, there was definitely dude. Post Malone. Fuck Post Malone, man. Post it's all about Malone's the fan biscuit. base is hot as yeah. Fuck them, dude. Dude, they're the yeah, they're the hottest <coughs> one. <coughs> I had a mad time. I don't know, biscuit. just because he's got face tats. Uh, can I say something that's gonna go down pretty badly? Yeah, because all the ugly ones are Taylor Swift, mate. Yeah, that's not true. Yeah, I don't is think that's true? true. I think Taylor Swift is just every woman on earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, fine. But dude, Limp was sick. Like it was terrible, but it was sick, you know? Like my inner 13 year old was just like, yes, but my my age old was just like- My outer 35 year old. 33, <laughs> still 33, just hanging on. Uh, was like, I was like, this is fucked. It was fucked. You were rocking pretty hard. I couldn't help myself, but it was like crap. <laughs> How? How much were the tickets? It was, it, 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 I was just like, because I think that said so much about me. I Whoa. think that was the first concert I ever went to. No, I dragged you to Bad Dreams. Nostalgia tour. 
Well, it's your first oh, yeah, real that's concert. Right. I went to bed first drink. real concert. But uh, look, my understanding of them is that it's just someone on stage grabbing their crotch a lot for an hour and a half. I mean, it is. It, that's it's, a concert. It is. Like, I don't know. It, look, I found the whole thing to be very funny because it was like, you know, this 90s band just stuck in the 90s. There's a there's a there's a stage prop. I usually see bands. There's no props. There's like stage props, and there's like a tower of speakers, <laughs> to like fucking DJ Lethal's DJ tower overlooking the crowd. This is like a 50 year old Polish American man going DJ Lethal. I'm like, this is fucking funny as shit. It's hilarious. <laughs> it you was- know what else as well? Seeing the drummer, John Otto. John. World's most ugly man. He's gotten fatter somehow. Maybe. <laughs> it just really seems like you know that episode of South Park. I mean, I would hate to say this to them. Drama, drummer monkey that keeps the beat. Yeah. So spell. Right. The whole time that I was watching him, I was. It was the first time that I ever sat there, and I was like, "It, it, it is a monkey's job." <laughs> <laughs> Being a drummer is just sitting there, being like. Because he just—I don't know. There's something so apish about him <laughs> hitting things with sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. like just, just his face. How like many? He just looked like a guy that used to work at Video Easy. <laughs> that was the peak of his life. But for some reason, he was on stage. They're very lucky to have careers, man. Like I love them. I love them as well. It's a love-hate thing. I love them, and I and I don't love them. How at the many? Same time. How many people in the audience? Just as an idea. Oh, how much does that place hold? Like four or five thousand. Four or five thousand. It was probably less than that. And I Post Malone was probably doing it for fifty thousand, right? Yeah, probably. easy, easy, easy. And, and where? What was question. the uh, what venue Malone, was it? Huh? The Horden. The Horden. And there was uh, the classic. He got noticed a lot, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who'd have guessed guess that a bunch of mid thirty year olds from Newcastle would be fans? Of <laughs> really? What yeah. was it like? What happened? Uh, just uh, any highlights? It's it's always this. It's oh, like fuck. this is. The general swath of who comes up to me. There is usually nice put together tradies that come up to me. Like today, this was amazing. Some scary, imposing, eight foot tall man, while I was talking to two, would say, How's it going, Coast? He just grabs my shoulder, turns me around. I'm like, This is it. I'm I'm dead. I'm going to get mugged. I always knew this day would come. It's about time. About time, it's always a rite of passage. But instead, I ended up mugging him, even though I was cowering and just right. being like, glad I just went to the toilet because otherwise <laughs> yeah. trouble downstairs. Yeah. And then he just goes, you, turns me around. He goes, you're a legend. I don't believe in the so-called digital currency, but I've always wanted to give you money. Here, mate. Hands me a 20. And I'm a just 20? like, that's a thing. <laughs> well, yeah, now that I think about it, what a cheap ass. <laughs> No, you're a legend, dude. You're a legend. Dude, it's better. It's better than it was, that. That guy was way better. The one who we met, I can't remember where, but he rocked up after the show and was like, "Do you want ten thousand dollars?" And you were like, "No." And he was like, "You're getting ten thousand dollars." Yeah, 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 that guy was sick. What I was the like, fuck? "No, I don't want what you. you. What is your Even life?" He didn't give it to me. Oh damn it! About what? No, it's just a funny thing. Yeah, dude. Like, so there are legends that come up to me. And then there's one guy who, Ali, can you get the camera on me? One guy came up to me and was just said like, Hey, hey, my name's John. And he goes, oh yeah, cool. And then he just does this. He turns to Miss Love because he's going in and he turns around and just goes. 
<laughs> and turns back. Malfunctions. Like a possessed dummy. <laughs> and walks in. And then I was just like, because I just never go out. And I just turn to Miss Love and say, is this the general population? He goes, it's about 80%. <laughs> That was a great moment. That was a lot of good moments. That's the eighty percent that is not controlling the housing market. I tell you. Oh that. yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Hey, hey, but I, you know what? Small barrack. business owner though. I know that guy. He owns a small business. See, well, now there's the model forward. <laughs> <laughs> Just have a um, little more control over your neck muscles. You'd be a great guy. Um, and so. <laughs> That was one of them. And then there's just a bunch of people that come up to me. This one. This is insane. This scares me. People come up to me and they point at me like, you know that meme of those two soy boys that they've rotoscoped and they've made them look like the feels guy going. Kind of. Pointing. A lot of the time people just come up to me with their friend and then they just start pointing in my face. <laughs> Like I am just a man on a screen, but they just do it until it goes into my mouth. <laughs> and they go, aren't you that guy? What, what a question. Aren't you that guy? You, oh, I that's suppose right. you've narrowed it down. That is, that is what happened. I forgot about that. I, I saw that. I saw Wait, that. are you that guy? Yeah, he is. No, I don't know. Yeah, what, goes, like, uh, I it, it took him five minutes to get it. They think they're so clever that they figured it out on their own. Aren't you that guy? And it takes like five minutes. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after about five minutes of back and forth, they're like, politics. You've done something in politics. And it's just like, I'm there just being like, ah, yes, yes. You pieced it together. Very clever. That is him. <laughs> Do you have a question other than that? <laughs> the answer look? is No. <sighs> They don't. And then we got an what Uber have, that someone was trying to steal off us. Remember? I got an Uber and these guys were in the Uber trying to bribe my Uber driver with cash. I'm like, get the fuck out. That was amazing. Miss Love really did hoist them out. That was sick. <laughs> Dude, have he? He, 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 he like grabbed him by the collar and was just like, Josh. And then he was just like, hey, take a hundred, take on, I want to go to Oxford Street. <laughs> and then he just like looks at us like he, we should be giving him yeah. sympathy and yeah. just goes, it's so hard to get an Uber. No, he goes like this. Like, How about you use the app? <laughs> no, no, no. He goes, he goes, can you guys drop us off? And I just go, no. That's right. <laughs> he gets out. And then his friend was so drunk that he was just like, can I come with you guys? Yeah. No, dude, get out. Dude, get Miss Love, out. Miss Love is fucking stone cold when it comes to rejecting people. Do you remember when we went to that? <laughs> dude, this is the most violent, guys, this is the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life. What? This is the party at my, uh, <laughs> my dweeby cousin's place where it was a bunch of Germans and Brazilians. Right. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. So we're at this party. There's a bunch of like, you know, uh, backpacker type people and they're all just going crazy Miss Love and Jordan for some reason are with me at this party <laughs> at the end of the party one of the girls is fucking like so both Miss Love is thirsting for all the foreign girls whether it be German but he is very anti any Aussie at that <laughs> can you blame me he's getting pissed off he's like why the fuck are they Australians here and so there's this one white chick she's a bit chubby and she's from oh, fucking no. Queensland oh, so she's bad. Aussie yeah oh, and she's the only girl that's like Aussie over there at the end of it they're all leaving from this house party <laughs> to a club right 
and they're getting fucking Ubers and shit. I had driven us to the party, so we <laughs> had a car. I wasn't drinking, so I was like, good to drive. She comes up to me, the Aussie chick, and she says, she, but she's been like pretty fucking annoying the whole time, but she's changed her tone and she goes like in a little flirty voice. She's like, would you guys be able to drop us off to whatever fucking club we're going to? And in those situations, I'm always like, I can never say no. So I was about to I say, do remember this. yeah, sure. And then Miss Love's like, no, no, get out. And then he looks at me as soon as she walks away. And he says, she isn't hot enough. And she's Aussie. It's such an advantage for working 10 years in a bar. <laughs> Dude, I was about to I was about to drop people. him. I literally was about to say, <laughs> Yeah, sure. And I just was I wasn't having it. I have some weird you're aversion. Like you're Australian and you're ugly. No. <laughs> I have some weird aversion to cars, obviously. If anyone I'm like Jordan Peterson where it's like, don't fuck with my car. Like if someone fucks <laughs> with the car, I'm just like, no, get the fuck away from my car. I don't ever thought about that, oh, but that's that pretty what it, is? it must be. There's a correlation yeah. here. Like that's funny, man. I, I, that's hell. <laughs> that was actually pretty funny. I no, just, but I, the funniest I, thing was like how upset you are. <laughs> How upset you were if you heard an Australian accent? It's so just like, I mean, shut of course we up. should expect the guy with the wife beater and the rolled up <laughs> sleeves to be like, "Hey, I mean, Carish is king." <laughs> By the way, coming from a man who looked so Aussie, yeah, <laughs> so he was wearing Aussie. his shorts. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like he a nice party. <laughs> we don't have enough room for people like yous here. <laughs> oh, I'm already here. Fuck off. <laughs> Oh <laughs> shit, that's funny, man. That's uh, mad. Trip uh, down memory lane. I'm proud of that. That's awesome. What a great response. You're essentially saying, yeah, I could give you a lift. <laughs> <laughs> I think that sometimes people abuse that too. They're just like, do you mind getting? I think I've just got PTSD. I'm like, can you take me? For, and I'm like, yeah, I'll give you a lift. It's like, sweet. It's just, it's just a little bit out of the way. It's Canberra. It's like, fuck off. Yeah. Oh, shit. Damn right, miss. Yeah, stick it to them. Let's fuck them. Because <laughs> that's that was my big takeaway from going to Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Fuck virtually everyone. <laughs> that was it. It's just like, I, I forgot about it. I think he was traumatized. There was a lot of rough cunts there. Yeah, yeah. of course. There's Limp Bizkit. Yeah, yeah. yeah Limp mate, Bizkit, it's got a great like, sample. In no. 2023, the real rough cunts are the only ones left. Dude, they, they, were my, they were my favorite band growing up. I, I First CD I ever bought, Chocolate Surface. I rinsed, rinsed. I can't, ex I can't even put like explain... How much I rinsed that city, reading all the little. Oh, let's see what guitars where's ball. And I want. I used to fantasize what amp he used. This is pre-internet, so I'm like, I'd pay anything to know what amps they use. Wow, and he's I, such a god to you. They don't even fantasize talking to him. No, no, no. At that point, I was like gear, and I didn't know that they were playing. And then when Pat was like, "Do you want a free ticket?" I was like, 50, 50. Oh, what? Yeah, dude. I was like, eh. <laughs> That's incredible. And you know, the only reason I wasn't 50-50 because it's a meme in my head. Yeah, yeah of course. I knew they would be. We all know why you wanted to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was more for the experience. And I, yeah, it was it was an experience. All right, boys, we're running out of time. Is there any yeah. last parting things you guys want to say before Flying we go? Through. I'm hungry is my parting words. Order Miss Love food. <laughs> and you know what? We love you all. Sign up to Patreon. I assume most of you are. But if you're hanging on there being like, oh, I don't need to be on Patreon. I get this sweet, sweet Twitch for free. Why would I need that? It's like, nah, nah, nah. It's a different vibe, man. Different tone. We 
There's none of this glitz and glamour. It's just your mates in a room, as if you want to miss out on that. Thank you. Be generous this Christmas season. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like we have to do it. I mean, we don't do Miss Love's pitch is, we're just your mates who like, extort you for money and mine is like, yeah. we're homeless, give me money, please. We're, we're just mates. Don't message me on Instagram, though. I'll get very upset. But we're your best friends. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We'll see you guys next week. And for the cool guys, we'll see you for the up late. Yeah.